Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a uh, a happy hour, unlike any of our happy hours. In person, in the flesh, Jamal Williams. How y'all doing? Eating some cereal. What uh, you got there? Honey budgets of oats. Being healthy today. <laughs> then after this, I'm gonna go get some birds in and out. Birds. <laughs> We're down here in the desert. Yeah. Let me turn it off, Dad. Oh, it feels like story. Story. We were just uh, out at the, the Thrill Hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> draft. <laughs> Straight out of BYU. Not knowing where your life was going to go. What was going to happen. And now you're the NFL touchdown king. Hmm. How, how the hell did we get here? How we get here? Yeah, how, how did you how did you make it happen? Uh, I got a wristband that says trust the process. So. And pretty much Yoda, that's pretty much his name. He's pretty short, so I just call him Yoda. That's his nickname. But pretty much just us just sticking to the sticking to the plan, trusting the process, knowing that you know if you stick with your plans, make goals and really just work at it, honestly. And just be positive, blessings will happen. So and just don't falter by the adversities because we had a lot of adversities, but at the same time, we just kept the mentality of because we know what we wanted to do. So, and then if we just kept the mentality of just stay, stay fast, concentrate, focus on what we want to do in life. And I just want to be a good running back. And so I just had my goals as to like just eight touchdowns. And to get that this year, like I had it last year. I had it for the years before, but now that I finally got it, now I can finally chalk that up and then make more higher goals. So it's just great. It just feels like you just live in life and you're just experiencing it. So well, I feel like I don't even really need to introduce you because you're larger than life at this point. Don't you say know, that. I just blow I blow all the smoke. <laughs> you know, you're because I mean football should be fun. I think way too many people in the sport take themselves way too seriously, right? Like it's I'm okay for that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of sticks up asses, a lot of <laughs> language. Oh, I'm sorry, kids. Jeez. <laughs> sorry about that. 
Great. No, you don't have to say sorry. They just uh, want to say hi. They're going to bed. Say oh, hi. Oh, hey. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> they unfortunately hear that at our house more than they should anyway. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. I, I yeah. got to BYU first, so. You know, <laughs> BYU, you'll get suspended for a month, if you oh, swear, right? Man, don't, don't cuss at BYU. Golly, they take everything away. <laughs> But it's true. I mean, I think that that's why you become such a fan favorite, you know, to the extreme. It's just like because you're yourself, you have fun. Yeah. You know, we talk about anime. Yeah. You know, you're, you're two pumps, maybe three pumps on a good day. If it's a, if it's a particularly creative I'm, touchdown, I'm done. You're done with the pumps because I'm tired of getting fined, and they really are just weenies. I was like, I the the. The reasoning for what they tell, because we, you can appeal it. You can try to appeal it and like for them to like reduce it or like just get rid of it in general. And for them to like, for whoever, you know, whoever it is, I'm not putting no name of this, whatever. But for them to like look at it and really think I'm doing something sexual and then to have the audacity to take thousands of dollars from me for, for something that this is literally, I'm not be doing it in no sexual way. This literally do. I'm sorry to keep saying this, but I've seen somebody's celebrations. They fell on the floor and they started twerking, like really just breaking their back twerking. I'm like, and that only gets like four thousand, but mine's get thirteen thousand off the bill. I'm just like, that's crazy. How does that work? Like, how does the twerk get four thousand? Was Was there any explanation on on no. the discrepancy? Honestly, I, I just think it's just because my because I be looking, my hips be moving, so they be mad because it's so fluent. If I if I was bad at it, they probably would let it slide. But if I'm my hips is just good at moving, so they be thinking it's sexualized because it's so smooth, and so they just weenies, bro. You're too good of a dancer. That's but the problem. Don't worry. I am done because I will not get fined again for my celebration. How many times have you gotten fined for celebrations? It was just two, but it's, it's two, just yeah. two is enough. I'm like you. You literally almost took eighteen thousand for a second. I'm like eighteen thousand. <laughs> I'm like, y'all are some weenies, bro. So yeah, I, how how does that go down? Like when you get fined, is it a letter in your locker in the you mail? Get a letter. You get a letter from a dude and they pretty much just give it to you and they say sorry while he's giving it to you, so you know it's a fine. I'm just like, bro, this is just, this is malarkey. Ugh, I hate the fines. It's stupid fines too. They don't even find the things that you think you should get fined for. I know. Pushing somebody, altercations. If you physical with somebody, give them a fine. They touching somebody. I'm not even touching nobody. I'm just minding my own business. It's just weenies. Well, you're not. It's not like you. You've heard from distraught, you know, moms and children of America. You're. you're That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I literally have kids doing my 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 dance towards me, and the parents are literally laughing at it. And I'm just like, wow. They they let their kids put their hands up, and they getting at it. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's it. Oh my! Well, you well, you had a lot of reasons to celebrate. Um, want to definitely open, open it up here for questions. We got a lot of Jamal Williams fans in the house, I'm sure. But like, just quick on the this past season, because we talked the training camp into the season, and you were hell bent, determined to uh, to change the way everybody thinks about the Detroit Lions. You, know, you made it made it very clear it's got to change, and you were you were going to try to be the one to change it, and you did. I mean, I know you guys didn't make the playoffs, but you won a lot more games, mm-hmm. and you were a big reason for it. I mean, how did how did it go? You know, since we last talked, uh, we getting there. It's just we ain't there yet. We getting there though. Yeah, great season, but 
we ain't make playoffs, so it's not it. And we ain't just trying to make playoffs. We're trying to win the whole thing, so it's not it. If you ain't thinking Super Bowl, then you just basically wasting time. You just you just there for the ride because loving football. If you love like the play, that's one thing. If you're trying to play to win a Super Bowl and honestly be the best, that's another. So uh, did it change? I mean, yeah, it, it was changing. It's just still we just gotta finish game. And the more we learn how to finish games, we got a young a lot of young players, but at the same time, they learned quick at the end of the season. They caught on. And I'm proud of them. I'm proud of all of them because they really went to work and it takes a lot of just discipline to play this game and be a professional about it. And they went about their business the right way. And we finished strong, which means another thing of having another mental of knowing, hopefully they, I, I didn't know that we got uh, eliminated yet. I was just playing. You didn't know? No, nah, I didn't know. So I was playing off the pure raw motion of, hey, we got it. We win this game. We go to playoffs. <laughs> That's in my head. But I'm glad I didn't say nothing about playoffs. <laughs> I would have felt so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan didn't say anything to you guys before the game. He wasn't like, "Hey, you're like, really? Don't, I don't, know, don't tell me nothing. Let's go out here." Because I'm picturing like, because even though Seattle won, I'm, I'm thinking, "All right, well, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that locker room because Dan Campbell's gonna like, no, just, he's gonna get you going on beating Green Bay in Green Bay, ending their season." It was literally, uh, no, no, he didn't say nothing about that. It was just. Let's go out there and let's go win this game. And that's why I was like, I had no indication from nobody's speech that we lost. Well, we weren't going to make yeah. the playoffs. So, man, that's the like the mentality I like about us. Like, I didn't know we did not make it. But the way we was playing, we was playing like we was about to make playoffs. And I loved it. So, for me to not know and to see how we was playing on the field for our last game, it just gives me more inspiration for next season. Well, they, they got to, you know. Man, show you the money, right? Yeah, that's why I just manifested next season. <laughs> just say it. All right, let's hear it, gang. We got we have Packer fans, we have Bills fans, we have Jamal Williams fans. Just whoever wants to uh, take the floor, let her rip. I see Jesse. Hey Ty, hey hey Jamal. Hello. Um, first off, want to say thank you for all your time with the Packers loved you as a player hated to see you go my one question is are the Lions still feeding you good and taking you out to nice fancy dinners and how fancy are they going to be uh, this year they did this year I got I got fed well I was getting fed good DoorDash I ain't going outside but yeah I'll get fed that good DoorDash uh, and hopefully next year we do the same thing but you know just waiting on it you just got to control what you can control and go from there so I'm not, I'm not doing anything I don't need to do. Just manifesting good things to happen. But whatever happens is part of my journey. But I'll be good wherever I'm at. But I want to be in Detroit. They just say it like that. But you know, <laughs> I tried. I mean, how hard was it, you know, to leave Green Bay? You were oh. beloved there. They they still love you, obviously. You don't really see that a lot. Still like, do. Players, there you go, Paul. Like. Players leave Green Bay, and you know you don't know what direction it's gonna go. It's a passionate fan base. Yeah, if it, uh, like I like being in Green Bay too, but being in Green Bay, I had my role there was gonna be where it was, just because of like on the yeah. offense with what we had already, and I just wanted to do more. I just know I could do more. I just know that you give me the ball and let me really go. I can get let some start. Let 
moving stuff. I can get some furniture moving. I could, you know, I can get, I can start a thunderstorm or something. I just feel it. Like, you, but we got to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a mother. I'm a real old school type of runner that likes, you know, multiple kids and let them know, like, you got to tackle me if you want this. But if not, I'm going to get seven yards, 10 yards, four yards at the least. That's it. But four yards is still, you know, give me the ball, I get you four yards at the least. You know what I mean? So I just want T's to know that I'm just consistent. This is what I do. You know, I love running the ball. But at the same time, I'm trying to I'm trying to get in the passing game more. I need to get in some screens. I gotta get my receiving, you know, my receiving stats going a little bit more again. And the running style though. Like I when we were out on the thrill hill but six years ago at this point, mm-hmm. I mean, like Luke said, Walter Payton was somebody he looked up to, right? He was yeah. going to his camp and he ran a hill. You guys run a hill. I mean, does it go back that far? I mean, what running backs inspired you oh. with the style you just kind of described? I like big backs. So the first big back that always comes to my mind first, it just happens, uh, Brandon Jacobs. I just love Brandon Jacobs because people are so afraid to tackle that man. It is just <laughs> great to see. Brandon Jacobs, I like oh. – I, I was a Rams fan for most of my life, so – I like Steven Jackson. I like Marshall Falk, Eric Dickerson. You know, those are not my running type of style, but I just, you know, I just like the Rams. Uh, I like Earl Campbell. It's, that, it's just so funny. Every time I see that goal line, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he put his helmet in his, in his chest. That thing is just so funny to me. Uh, I like Eddie George. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eddie George be getting loose a little bit too, so. The backs who inflict and absorb the maximum yeah. amount of pain. That's because we really in the trench, you know what I mean? Like, you feeling it the same as everybody else, and maybe even more like the linemen do. Yeah. So, that's why I feel like some running backs, like, we feel more linemen-ish than we do, like, the receivers, you know? Because we they put us in, you know, you got linemen, skill, combo. And they put us in a combo. But I'd be like, you might as well just make me a lineman. Let me run with the lineman stuff. But nah, I was just like, but combo is good. And I'd be in between two of like, because most of the, you know, fast little running back, their skill. I'm going to be thinking like, uh, do I want to go skill? You know what I mean? And make it hard for myself to run with them or just run with linebackers and like actually my side, you know, because that's what I feel like I'll be if I play defense is either safety. Oh, but down in the down in the box safety though, not not out there safety. Not sure we call the model yeah, one yeah, safety. I'm talking in the box. Yeah, Ham Chancellor like safety. Yeah, <laughs> girl flats. That's me. <laughs> that's it. But I just. I mean, it's that Marshawn Lynch quote, right? Like, yeah. uh, get Marshawn Lynch did over and over. Right. Like, there's yeah. a value to a running back. Yeah. who just wants to hit you and hit you and hit you. Yeah. There's not a lot of guys like that. You don't even got to be, like, a, the biggest running back. Either. You could be one of them little short pluggers, like Maurice Jones, Drew, mm-hmm. uh, Frank Gore. Like, them real no neck, no neck running backs. They don't know what they don't know what is scary, too. You got to look out for the no-neckers. Oh, no. There's, there's one. Oh, I can't remember his name. But it was a running back, and he was literally, like, he was ball, but he was all neck, like, Nothing but neck. It was muscly. Oh, like, yeah. And when we do pass protection, like one on ones, that boy used to use all of this before he used his hand. Like, yeah. Who was it? I, I, I in can't. college or Green Bay? In Green Bay. In Green Bay. 
Yeah, he was. He didn't play in that. He like he got the diehard Packer fans. Anybody know what he's talking about? <sighs> he had a neck. He was bald too. He had a neck. neck. Big neck. Practice squad. Yeah, he was on practice squad. I think this was in training camp. Like that's a deep cut. That's a mm. I don't know. It's far, but he was just all neck. And when he passed the take, like when he first got there, we did the pass rotation. He literally hit it just this first. I was so amazed. And he, excuse me, like, he fucked it up. <laughs> like, you crazy. I, I didn't know you could hit somebody with your neck. That's what I said. I was like, I've never seen somebody pass the tank like this before. Why? Was, Why would it be like, what? I guess it's, if it's a muscle and no, you know how to use it. Like, this was all. Just imagine right. the, the Incredible Hulk right in this area only. It just hit on somebody. <laughs> we gotta find out who this is. All right. Well, what what else we got, gang? I just want to know if you um, <clears throat> would ever go on a darkness retreat. Oh, most definitely. My my mom is like a healer type. She isn't like that type of business. So I already asked her about it. So we're gonna try, and we probably might do one of those. I've been on. I've, I've done nothing like that, but I've been on like a mind spiritual journey with just me, like breathing. And it's crazy how it works too. But if you really like let your mind go and don't think about, you know, how people might perceive what it's like, but you just let your mind go and just let it go, you'll be surprised what your mind will do and what you see. And then how after you see it, like your perspective on life is a little bit different. You still might be the same, but it's just a little bit you you have a little bit more understanding or another perspective that you never thought you would see it from. So that's that's like the best way that I can explain it. How long did you do that for? Oh, we was like, and it was great. We was just like life was on. We was normal mentoring thing. And like it was just, it felt like it felt like hours, but it was only probably like maybe an hour. But I was like, I was gone. I was in it. And like, I could like feel myself. I could feel like myself. I was like looking at myself and I was just like crying. And really? Oh, yeah. And you know, I'm already an emotional guy, but I'm emotional when it really is hitting the heart. So I I really just trusted in what was happening and just let my mind go free. And I think that's why now I feel even more free of just being myself and understanding like, how much I've been through just in life and my journey because that's one of them is like I just felt like I went through my whole journey in life a little bit like and then at one point I actually saw like five different times of myself one was like when I was young one when I was like 12 to 13 another one was when I was in high school another one in college then another one like I'm already in this one right now but like 30 40 you know what I mean and then another one, I was like, hella old. And it was like, I was like talking to myself and like just, I started from the past, just talking, like telling my past about what I've been through now then going from there. And then when I finally got to my older self, I'm like asking them what's up, you know what I mean? About my life. Yeah, it was a lot. That's pretty wild. Yeah, but that's just like the imagination going crazy, so. Did it feel... Like real, like was oh. it was it beyond just you know sitting here thinking about it? it yeah, was... yeah, yeah. Because you you it's literally a, especially when you put the senses on and the ambiance, and when you're in the right 
space in the right area to be at, like a quiet room, like that yoga or like that soothing music and literally just focus on the breath. So close your eyes, go in your mind, you know what I mean? And just honestly just sit there and just breathe and just let it go from there. But you can't be closed-minded about it, though. You got to let it just flow. You got to let it flow by yourself. Like, whatever you do by yourself, you know, and when nobody's looking, that's that's the time to do it so you feel more comfortable. <laughs> what did you see? <laughs> what did I see? Yeah, like, when you're, when, you're when you're talking to yourself as, like, I don't oh, know, kid? in the future, like, when you're, when oh, you're 30, oh. 40 years old, like, what what? What are you saying? What do you see? What do you ask? Shoot, I was asking like regular simple things too. Like, what do I got a family? Am I good? Like, what has happened in life different from football? But I was a co I was literally talking to myself in like code. And then I fucking hated it. I ain't gonna lie to you. My weedy ass. I'm talking I'm talking to myself and I put myself in code. This is what happens when you watch too much anime and play video games. Cause you used to you used to the challenge, and then you got to go search for it and shit. And I was like, "You asshole!" And I was it probably is a result of all the anime. Yeah, right? was, you should probably get off of the anime. That's Just, the funny part, though. It's like people may think when you go in these things it's so serious in your mind. And I'm literally talking to myself like this, but in older form, but in riddle form. I'm just like, "You're such a weed." He's like, "Hey," and I and like I'm playing, like I'm talking to myself with this this whole personality. It's like, man, I ain't never changing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still, I'm learning things. So it just made me like real, just happy. I feel more released. I feel like I'm learning more of what I can deal with, what I can't deal with, what I can control. And what I can control, just let it go and deal with what I can control with. And that's more, that's easier said than done. Just because people have things that they can't control, but it's, it's always in the back of your mind and always making you worry about what the future is about or what's going to happen to you but the more you just understand that you know there's always going to be ebbs and flows there's always going to be adversity higher lows just try to be the best person that you can be and like in a world full of darkness try to be a light and it's very rare that you know out of all the stuff we see most of the time is a lot of craziness conflict somebody like dying somebody got hurt it's always something bad it's never a real good one good genuine thing that's happening and that's why i, I really try to stay on tv and all this and just go out and experience life by making my experiences with people being nice and just show them like there's genuine people out in this world no matter what you do in life like you may see me on tv but i try to tell people as much as i can i'm just Regular schmegler dude. Yeah, I literally, <laughs> I walk to Target. Like, I I literally go to the same places all the time. And the people see me, they just be like, wow. Like, I can get done with a game. And I go straight to my gas station, park up. Then I go home. But it'd be like the same little kids in there that they work in there. It's like some teenagers. And they'd be like, listen, up, Andy. Great game today. You go, hey, get it next time. I'd be like, it's all right, bro. But. It's like, I see normal people all the time and I go home like a normal person. So I just try to make sure y'all know I'm as normal and as weird as it get. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully said. <laughs> Beautifully said. This is what happens <laughs> when you make me talk. I love it. All right, real quick. I got a text from uh, Jesse here on the happy hour and he he, he thinks he found the player. Is this it? Anthony Filial? No. That's not him. Okay. 
Not was that. it a running back or was it a lineman? Running back. He was a running back. A running back. He was bald. bald he wasn't there bald, long. Yeah. I'm telling you. Okay. He wasn't there that long. The no-neck search continues. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rupkowski or no? Fullback. Not Aaron Rupkowski? Not a fullback. Hmm. He, was, he was a running back. He wasn't there for long. But he was there <laughs> long enough for a... a uh, one-on-one pass pro protection competition. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was crazy. I've never seen somebody block somebody with a neck. <laughs> Straight neck. Like, right in your chest. Like, almost like Earl Campbell, but without him dipping his head, he hit with this. That's the crazy part. Softball <laughs> for the Adam Zappel. Just I wait to see if somebody going to get it. I really want to know if you're going to get his name. Uh, who else we got in here? We, we got a lot of a lot of Packer fans. JB in the house. Hey, I think. Yeah, I, I have a question. I think Connor's got his hand up, though. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, I'll, I'll shut the heck up here. Uh, now you're good. Uh, Ty, good to see you. Jamal, what's good? Nice glasses. Hey, appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so the main question I had, obviously, you went from the Packers over to Lions. Um, and the Packers, like, Y'all had a good culture there, winning culture, obviously. Y'all win a lot. Mm-hmm. But then you go to the Lions, um, and, like, it was – y'all were, like, doing a rebuild, but y'all really competitive. Y'all y'all play your ass off for Dan Campbell. And, obviously, like, we saw Hard Knocks last year. We saw how y'all rally around him and, like, that coaching staff that he assembled. I was wondering what are, like, the main differences in the culture between the Packers with LaFleur and the Lions with Campbell? The main, I think the main one was just the the mentality and just the like at Green Bay we already knew Super Bowl or bust. That's it, really Super Bowl or bust. That's all they kept Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. But at the same time, it was like taking one game at a time, but Super Bowl, Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So you already knew what the standard was at, with the Packers, and it it should be a standard for all teams. But at at the, it depends on what. What your team is at, and so the point that Detroit was at when I got there, it was like it was just losing. <laughs> they was just used to losing, and then like and then, then a whole bunch of you know fresh people came in. You know they got rid of a, a lot of people and brought in a whole bunch of people, and so I think bringing a new wave of people brought a new wave of energy. You know what I mean? Because certain there's certain people even that's been there, like you could just feel it, like. They just get numb to it sometimes. They just get used to it. When you shouldn't, you shouldn't get used to losing. You know what I mean? Like you should want to win all the time. And don't get me wrong, it's not like they doing it on purpose. It's just repetition sometimes. It'd be, you know, certain people in there that makes the the environment, the influence in there not the same. It doesn't bring the team together. And I feel like that's what we did different is everybody was new. We all knew. We all still trying to get it. We have a lot of young players too. We got a lot of new vets and new roles to special myself too, as in now I'm a leader instead of I was on a team where we had a whole bunch of vets and I really didn't have to say nothing. I could just be me and go out and play. Like I didn't need no motivation. I could do this easy. This is what I do. But now that I'm on a team where I got a lot of young players, a lot of rookies, a lot of people who haven't played yet, you know what I mean? It's like now I got to use my experiences I've been through and just let them know you know, how the league is. I got to, you know, if I feel like the energy not there, I got to say something. And, and that's what we was learning all together. Me, JG, all the vets really was just 
trying to get everybody to get understand like whatever you thought about the lions i know what people say about the lions all the time just you really have to block that out and really have to make a new narrative for us you know what i mean and like just don't believe what they're saying if you believe the noise then you're gonna play like it and that's that's what they want you to do so you always gotta go against the grain especially if it's a negative you gotta go against that negative grain and bring that positivity out so i feel like i just try to do it as much as i can by just being me and at the same time just show them like i don't care where i'm at if i'm on the on the on the field I'm going to give you my all. I'm going to play at my hardest. And I'm going to be a dog out there and just go out there and make plays and play with my teammates and make sure that they playing out of a mentality that's going to keep me safe. Shit. <laughs> I need them to be safe. The only way you're going to be safe is playing like you want to play like it's your last play. And that every time, that's the only way you need to play. And, and I think that's what we learned how to do now, is, especially it was just for us, is just finishing games. Like it was a couple key plays. And it's only come down to like two, three plays every game that defies the game. If you're going to win it or lose it. And sometimes we we always, most of the time, we came on the, the bad end of those, you know, lose by a field goal, lose by throwing an interception later, or, you know, just some boo-boo that we shouldn't have lost to. And so for us to, like, take those L's and then – Take those L's and then still in our head know that we're so close. And we've been saying we're so close for a while, too. But now we can't say that no more. But we've been saying we're so close. We're so close to getting over the edge. Like, keep going. Keep chopping the wood. Keep keep going. And now that we – I don't like it. But, yeah, we, we did good this year. I still don't feel like we was at our potential. We know we did. Like, we started started off bad. But we, we came back on it. But that's just – my mentality and just me just being a competitor. I don't, it ain't job done until we get a damn Super Bowl and I want one. You know? Is that the expectation next year in Detroit? All the time. Like, but real, the realistic, I mean, is that the new expectation? Playoffs. Like, we, if you get in the playoffs, it's good. Now it's a Super Bowl. But for us, we going to work on just starting fast and then starting fast and then we can finish. We We know how to finish now. But it's more of just starting fast and letting people know, like, we not we not meant to be played with, you know. And our teams like to undermine and think they got stuff in the bag and all that until they come out and have to play a team that does not care about your record, does not care about what you think about us, and you have to play. So, but we're getting there. They're doing good, though. They're doing good. I'm proud of my youngsters. You're talking about half century of that losing culture i mean it's not like the lions were just bad a few years i was only there for three years right that's what i'm saying i mean what you are undoing and changing is like a half century in the the making so i I know people were trying before and they it's not like they wasn't trying to do it on purpose but it's just you know it just depends on everybody just being on the same core and the whole team being together still you cannot win the game with just one person so I have several friends that are Lions fans, and I bought several of them for Christmas the Lions T-shirts that says "Rebuilding since 1957." I hear that. That's honestly funny. But <laughs> I don't take nothing personal. That's pretty funny to me. <laughs> I would take one of those if you don't mind. <laughs> those are funny. Like I don't understand why people can't take a joke. This is a game. It's not like you're playing. Exactly. Like, well, not the one putting my body on the line. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's funny though. 
you're you're an asshole. But they were funny. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time I've heard that today. So <laughs> he said the day too. <laughs> he said he gets a daily of five assholes a day. <laughs> That'd be a lot, man. Oh, he said that's a lot. No, I think that's a good good medium right there. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, quick, quick question. So, like, we've seen we've seen you go through a lot, and like, it feels like you're becoming a more authentic version of yourself every season, right? We see a little bit more of who you are, and I'm curious. It, it seems like you've had you've been. We've seen some sides of like mental health, and the and the NFL is haltingly trying to think about it. But as, as you've gone through the seasons, like, how do you work on yourself? And how do you, like, how do you think that's changing in the league? Oh, just working on ourselves or just find out who you are? Uh, yeah, both. I mean, you were pretty open when we were talking back in August about oh, exactly that, too, you know? Well, I just think it's just a norm for just most people be closed guarded. And, like, in, especially in, like, reporters or doing any interviews like most people just don't like doing it because they don't like to you know open up most time and it be themselves they give the generic answer to some stuff that yeah you know what i mean like put some flavor into it and that's why i'd be laughing so much because i'm just like i'm like people really love me for me just being me which is crazy because i'd be like just show some i'll be trying to tell my teammates too show a little bit you know in those videos they'd be like come on First down, let's go, get pumped, come on. You know, I'll be like, but they the star player, so they got to be on there. And it's just like, this is just horrible. <laughs> like, if y'all don't put some emotion into this, boy, that's why, like, I love seeing, I love seeing uh, Michael Irvin's, uh, I like Steve Smith, too. Like, the certain old old players that be doing it for the teams, like yeah. the, 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 the beginning before they come out, maybe having the speeches. And like Mike Ur got a good one for the Dallas. You know, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, and I love it. I'm like all that stuff just get me turned. That's why I'd be liking it. Cause that's football, right? Because they showing it straight emotion, it's straight, raw, authentic emotion. And that's why I feel like I, you can connect to it better. I ain't like, I missed it. The dude who used to get slapped for his pregames. Oh, Henderson? John Henderson? Yeah. Yeah. When I watched it on YouTube, oh, I was in high school for that. And as soon as I seen it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to start doing that. And all through high school, I had this little, my backup quarterback, Keith, on the sideline, too. I'm like, Keith, slap me. I'm like, ah, let's go. He smacked across the face? Yeah, I told him, do it again. That ain't hurt. Yeah, we'd be good. But it's just, I don't know. Those are the type of things that get me going. I watch a lot of anime. We get pumped. Yeah. I like you got to charge up to get going. And once it's on, it's on. I, we got to wait for the whole game to be done before I can uh, relax again. That's why I like doing the whole week. I'm so, like, and I've learned this too because I usually get, I usually be tired. <laughs> you do it a whole week. I literally just learned how to simmer. And like I show baby emotion. I don't do nothing. I just be quiet. And I keep it inside until game day. And then I just, yeah, I just let it all loose and I can. But I it talking. probably is like pen up or like it's, it it's ready to unleash at that oh, point. I did that for Green Bay. Oh, I was dummy simmering in that one. I did not do anything. I was just breathing. That's as simmering. That's as much simmering I did until it was time to. 
And then in the game, like the free game, I put my music on. Oh, it was a heavy metal day. I was into it today. Oh, yeah, it was ruthless. What do you listen to? Heavy metal? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, Metallica, sure. But it's this, it's this, I'm trying to find it. It's this one people call, I'm going to say Slipknot. I do like Slipknot, too. <laughs> nobody, nobody can sound the life. Uh, let me find it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Nobody. <laughs> Maybe a system of a down. That that get you going. No, I, like I like I do like metal songs. I got a whole playlist. It's called. Oh, there it is. Let me find it. Let me find it. <laughs> rocking. What is it? Rocking and rolling. There you go. I got like good songs in there. I got disturbed. Three days grace. You know, black tie. Yeah. Wait, wait. Go back. Which one? Phil Collins. Oh. I like it. Phil Collins makes his way on Phil Collins. Phil Collins in the air. It has to. <laughs> you can't put it in there. Slipknot. Phil Collins. You know, tomato, tomato. It's just. Giving, giving, yeah. It's just a good one. Uh, do we I have walk other Phil Collins fans out there? Do we have some Phil Collins fans? Jamal's all about the drum solo. Just right before, right before, you know. Oh, definitely. I'm telling you, it is even funnier on Hangover. That's why I love it even more. That, and then I even, I found out that I knew I liked him because he was he did the soundtrack for uh, Tarzan too. Oh, Tarzan soundtrack go crazy, and, and that Phil Collins man, oh, that's a man right there, man. He's a good one. I got Dracula. There you go, Rob. There Zombie. it is, Rob Zombie. Yeah. Okay. Ah, but these are my these. Tenacious D. Yes, Tenacious D. That last scene with the devil. Oh, that's the, my favorite thing to like. For word for word, I got almost down, and I literally just be listening to. It. I was driving to California, and it's like three hours from here, and I literally probably listened to it like five times. <laughs> It's a great song. That's what I'm saying. And uh, Jack Black is just awesome. I think he's one of the funniest dudes in the world. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Damn, this is dope. Strong. <laughs> All right, I got a question for you. Two parts. All right, so first one, first part is what's the biggest flex that you've done yourself or seen? And second part has to be you, Jamal. But biggest anime-related flex. Uh, my biggest flex. Big, the biggest flex overall could be anybody. Just biggest one that you've seen. Oh, the biggest flex I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I think when I think it was Zeke. He gave like all the defense along everybody on the defense like a beanbag, and then one of the <laughs> and then a beanbag. <laughs> Yeah, big beanbag. And Billy Wynn, he already had one when he was there. He already had one, so he was like, you want this? I'm like, hell yeah. So I got to be a full, a full free beanbag. <laughs> I say that was the show. And then for me, Anime Flex, <sighs> it's hard to say. But I would say probably this, like, getting the, getting, like, clothes like this from just anime anime companies that like just love me for me loving anime and not even mm. no no they just some of them don't even watch football they just know i just support anime <laughs> giving shout outs and stuff and so they'd be sitting me things but anything they give me clothes which i wear on game day too and then i tag them you know what i mean That's, there you go yeah I like yeah 
Brigande. I love anything anime because it's just my way of showing support to people and my designers that I like. Like I don't like the the Gucci's and the and all that right. shit. You know the maids that you have. And this this is some. Oh, we should note that you're you're sitting here on a go along happy hour instead of at NFL honors dressed to the nines on the oh. red carpet. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's what I like. Is that tonight? I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna pause this. I'm gonna go watch it. (laughs) That's no, that's the most contrived bullshit event. I'm sorry, it's just it's just dumb. Why is it? Why is it dumb? I don't know. Why you don't like it? I just dude, a red carpet for football. Does football need a red carpet? You're just talking about old school running people over and everything. They were going to those things. They weren't. They were no. Earl Campbell's not waltzing up to an NFL honors on the red carpet. They did. When did they start? He'd that? spit on the red carpet and go home. When did they start the honors name? Like five years. I don't know. Well, not like ten years ago, right? Ten, twelve years. Something in there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm. It just, wasn't that long ago. I'm, I'm an old curmudgeon. You're fine. Okay. As long as I don't have to go, oh, I just don't want to go. Like I, I want to be successful, not successful enough to have to go through them Google things. Exactly. And I don't. You don't need to be. Here's it. You don't need to be seen with celebrities. And no. You don't need your ass kissed no. and told how great you are with yes men and women all around you. Nah, this is not my scene. I'm just more of a, you know, get the get the work done and just go home and live that boring, content life, man. I like, I like, I rather go play. I, I want to go play Harry Potter, Harry Potter right now. I'm getting pretty good at it right now. I'm only at level 15, but uh, I'm ready to get loose. I've already, already got a whole bunch of spells. I'm going crazy. Play right Harry Potter? Yeah. The game is out. There's a game. I didn't even know there was a game. It's fire. Really? You don't oh. like it. What school you in? Probably. What's I, I, I just read the books and watched for the first time like a year ago. That's fine. So, I think it was uh, Ra- Ravenclaw. You'd be Ravenclaw? Yeah. What a weenie. <laughs> who's your favorite like who's the underrated character in harry potter that you like oh i i personally i don't really like no but no because if i was in there oh harry would be harry would have been dead already and i would have been i'm team slytherin and i would have been voldemort's secondhand man until i stabbed him in the back and became the real evil man Oh, they will. They will all be fucked in Harry Potter. Because <laughs> I was, I was in anime. I love to be the villain. That's why. <laughs> I love. I will say that was my problem. Uh, spoiler alert. That was my problem with Harry Potter. Nobody. All right, if you're re- gonna read or watch Harry Potter, come here. Nobody dies. Tiny. Nobody really dies. You right. I mean, one person does. No, two people do. His I guess some people dead. died, but the pe- <laughs> I guess some people died. One of the <laughs> one of the three should have died. Like one of those three should have died. I think nah, you got. I mean, I like, no, I get don't. You do. That's what made Thrones so good. Because they they was killing. I never watched early it. Thrones. Late Thrones is terrible. With the blue with the blue people in it. Yeah, like the blue people. Blue the blue people. Yeah, the dude, the frozen blue person. Oh, the the Night King and all that. Yeah, yeah, like him. I liked him, but he he kind of died like a bitch. Did mean, he? he went down easy. Yeah. Yo, you know what's the the stupidest ending to a movie that was so stupid? You seen the first Doctor Strange? Did he not die? He was dying multiple times in realms, and it's because the villain, I guess, the dude got tired of it. Did he get tired of it or something? I, I didn't see that. Watch the ending of Watch the ending of this uh, Doctor Strange movie, the first one. And tell me that that ending was not the weeniest thing I've ever seen. Has anybody seen it? 
Nobody. Exactly. Nobody. It's been, a, it's been a little too long. It's been oh, a little too long. Hey. But I think it was. I think you're right. I think you're right. You, I think it was something like that. Homework. Y'all watch that movie and tell me when you get to the end of that. Tell me how pissed you are <laughs> at how weenie Doctor Strange is. Oh, that's why I don't like Marvel. And like, I rather watch anime before the Marvels and stuff. Really? Yeah, because they be playing around in there. Like Batman, he literally keeps people alive, to, so he has a job. I'd be like, all right. And I do a very good Batman, by the way, too. Let's get into why you like anime then off of that. Like, okay. For, for people who don't know. Why? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Why? Uh, it's great for your values. Uh, I don't do a good Batman when I got to talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah, but if I'm talking about Gotham, I'm freaking in there. Uh, anime, because I like it just because... Like most of the shows, y'all might think is just fighting or kid stuff, but there's a lot of mature things that's happening in it that really shows you like people can go from the nastiest situations and you know have the worst things happen to them in their lives, but you can always a matter of just a mental of always just flipping it around and understanding that you can be you don't have to be what your past was, you don't have to be what your you know, the things that you would think would make you evil, you don't have to be that. You can still be a good person. This dude in Naruto, he literally as a kid was getting ridiculed. People were saying he had a demon. Well, he had a demon in his stomach at the time. Not like that. It's more... <laughs> not like that. It's more... He's a good guy. The, the, the Nine-Tailed Fox is a good guy. Don't worry. But basically, he had that in his stomach as a kid because the Nine-Tails was destroying the village he was destroying the village and he got sealed into naruto's stomach but everybody knew that and they literally like said get him away you know calling him names freak and all that stuff and then you know naruto as a kid he was crying his pants are dead like he literally was just getting taken care of by barely getting taken care of by the president of the village like barely like he was treating him like a prisoner he was giving him food like at his house and you know, never seen him or nothing like that. But he was making sure that he was taken care of. But he was basically alone most of his life. But at the end of the day, his goal was to be president of the village that was making fun of him. You know what I mean? And then basically, like, that was when he was little. This is when I was a kid. Now, like, the president, Naruto now, this man is a grown man. He got a family. He got a, a kid named Boruto that got his own show now. Like, it's different. But his whole journey of me just watching it and so many people that he influenced on just being a good person, having values of knowing what he wanted to do. Like a lot of people tell him, you can't be president. You can't be Hokage. You can't do that. And he literally did not listen to him at all and literally made them believers. You know what I mean? Went against the grain to become the best person that he can be. And now he, you know, he's president of his village. He got a good, beautiful family. He, now, I mean, they're still going through stuff because it's ninja stuff, you know what I mean? But but he's like, he's living his life out, and now he has more goals. And I like it because, you know, once you hit a goal, most people are content with that goal, and then they don't want to keep going. They don't understand that your full potential is you just having that mentality for it. So that's why I like anime. They, I get yeah. a lot from it. But I also I get a lot of I didn't know it went that deep. I, oh. I had no idea. Oh, I, I didn't really talk about, I like all the villains, too, so. I be like in the village, I be fucking people up. There's one, there's one anime where he really, there's one anime. This dude is a villain. He like a vampire, and he was turning people into basically like his slave, like zombies. 
And then, like, so he got a, a room full of, like, zombie vampires with him. And he has his lady with her baby. And she was like, please, sir, please, don't kill my baby. <laughs> and he was like, oh, don't worry, I won't. And he basically turned her into a vampire, and she ate her own baby. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's dark. It's dark. Jeez. I was dying. Because he was laughing too, and I was dying. Jeez. I'm just sorry. It's just an anime villain thing. I just love him. It's just, it's just great. Don't worry. He gets his butt whooped a little bit. Don't worry. He, he diabolical. Yeah, do that justice. Yeah, but it's great. There's some great animes out there that are like, I'm oh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist for anybody that want to try one. That's a good one too. Okay. So it's it gets a little freaky in there too, as in. They go through a lot too, but most of these animes, these these kids is losing their parents. They don't even got mama and daddy. They literally just learning from people and experiencing from people they experience. So, and then they probably see their parents in their mind or like a past trauma or something like that. But that's it. They only got memories of them most of the time. But it's just great. Don't worry. Dark all, and deep, and it depends geez. on what anime you like. Yeah, yeah. there's so many. I yeah. promise you, like TV shows, like. You know, you got your crimes, there's crime shows, there's cooking shows, there's sports shows, there's investigators, there's dramas, soap operas, all in just anime form. Yeah, I know. That's why I don't need to watch TV. (laughs) (laughs) We got some some more folks out there. When you did the, when you did the playoff game, you introduced yourself as first swag Kazakage, right? Yeah. How many takes did they did you did you only do one take and you're like that's it that's who I no, am or no 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 see look this and this is the crazy part the people the people who be thinking they know what y'all want to see on TV don't know nothing they just so generic and I this is what happened I did that I did all of that and they was like oh it's too long can you just say your name and the school you from and I'm like come on nah I'm gonna say first way of Kaga and then I say BYU. And then I said that, and I'm like, damn, I'm like, they're going to use that one. And then, then they ended up using the whole thing. So I'm like, all right, cool. Weenies, I tell you. <laughs> well, whoever the, you know, whoever was the overlord, he was like, nah, use that one. Yeah. The lady who was, like, recording this, she was like, oh, they might not use that one. Yeah. I'm like, you don't know what they want. You don't know what the people want. You can't censor me. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know what the people want more than NBC? That's what I'm saying. Let them know. Golly. She, you know, she following the rules and following the quota of how many how many seconds it gotta be. You know, <laughs> man, just let me get this done so I can go home. <laughs> Weenie. Yeah. What you laughing at? I don't know. It's just well, everybody. Everybody kind of does what they want on those. I don't know what I think they're singling you out. I Ooh. think they they saw you coming. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Next time, if they let me do it again, didn't Deion Dawkins do Yardy Snow University? I mean, everybody does something. Probably. No, no, no. But mine's is very. It was long. It was long. It was very. That's what they was complaining about. But next time, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just look at the camera and just start laughing. Oh, you should do that. I am. I might not even say my name. He's just going. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Just cut this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that one next. I'm gonna be like, can you say your name though? No, I cannot. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start talking like that dude from Waterboy. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 
Farmer Fred. Yeah. yeah. That's what you should do. Go I, full Farmer Fred. I got to find, I got to find. The you one. got a little off season to perfect it. I know. I got to find that one where he was, when, uh, wasn't, Amazon was talking to, I think, Vicky or something. They just yeah. lost the game. And he came up and watched like, Mama Don is dead. He just walked off. <laughs> That's right. That's just a funny thing. That's probably my favorite football movie. Oh, man. That, that movie ages so well. It's, yeah, it's hilarious. It's a classic. Oh, my gosh. Yo, speaking yeah. of that. Nah, you can go. Yeah, what are you uh what a few things. Congratulate you broke Barry Sanders single season touchdown record, which is like amazing to think about. But um what are you binging right now? Mm, binge watching? Yeah. Mm, right now I'm kinda in between like three. Like uh how I got reincarnated as a slime, uh one piece, and then Oh, Mob Psycho, and then Mob Psycho. So I'm going through those three right now. Man, I'm not, I'm not using Google myself here for those three, but <laughs> I haven't ever heard of them. Made those up, right? Oh, well, I mean, go to Netflix and just put anime, <laughs> just go through and just see which one you want to try. I would suggest y'all to start with Baki. Okay. It's a good fighting one. It's, it's as normal as it's going to get for you. <laughs> I think like three years ago, you told me to get into anime. And I told you I wouldn't. I never did. So it's maybe, fine. Well, maybe gotta, we'll the is a real, it's a fighting one. You you know, everybody loves a good fighting without all their little special powers. And it, they just fighting. That's it. But they are a little crazy in there, though. It's, it's like people who are in prison and they all just sort of got like this sense of the, I need to go to Japan to find out the no it's like they knew they, they're not gonna die because they they feel like they're just invincible right most of them are in prison just because they just there because yeah. they ain't gonna they could just they can leave if they want to but they just there but now they got a sense of like an urgency to go to japan for a tournament because they feel like now is their chance to they're gonna finally get challenged by somebody to like finally die like release me from all this you know but you ain't gonna i ain't gonna just let you kill me like you're gonna have to fight for it that's what it that's what baki is it's basically a it's gonna be a tournament of five people versus five, and they can fight anywhere. There's no rules. Anything goes. Baki. I'll, start, I'll start with that. You'll love it. I'll start, start with Baki. Everybody listening and watching. Baki. B A K I. That's it. B-A-K-I. And uh with football here, the um the the deuce is loose. Uh deuce went to uh is going to the Panthers, man. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, uh, what was your relationship with him? How how do you like? I mean, you're a free agent too now. I mean, it, it... no, that's my dog, and I appreciate Deuce for everything. Honestly, I feel like I've learned so much with Deuce, and just being in the just being in the league, I learned a lot. Just and more in the details of just running the ball, more in the details of learning what to do in the open field, how to take somebody on, how to keep your legs safe, how to keep yourself going in a huddle of like keep moving your feet, but he was just great as a good coach as in the repetition of telling you the details. And I feel like that's just what he does best because he really cares and he really just wants everybody to go out there to do the best that they can. And I'm sad, you know, but at the same time, he has, you know, he got to go. That's just his thing. He just got to go. He has his reason. And he already told us before that he was leaving. So it's not like he just threw it on us. 
Um, he he's got to be a head coach someday. I mean, that's what I'm sure that's what he's looking for. So Deuce Gill's head coach. Oh, that that team is gonna be crazy. <laughs> that team is gonna really play for that man because that man is a dog, and he he knows how to get people motivated for sure. He got me motivated. He started bringing out another. Another gear in mind that I didn't even know I had, especially at like just the day to day practice. So I'm just trying to make sure I stay up to that level of motivation that he had with us. So I'm going to do my best, though. How would he do that? Like, how did he motivate you? What were some of his tactics? Oh, just being real, just being him and just letting you know the realness, good or bad. And at the same time, like just taking care of you as a player. And he understood, you know, what it's like to be a player. He, played for so long, but he knew what our bodies was feeling like. He knew probably what we were going through during a certain time in the season. It's just a long season, so it's a lot to try to keep your mental straight, especially, you know, you never know what your role is. You, are you playing too little? You're not getting what you want. You know what I mean? Is the team doing well or bad? You know, it, it depends on a lot. So yeah. having Deuce there really was like having a like a bigger brother, big brother there. Um, a great role model to go after. Like, he'll answer all the questions, and then he would give more than just football. He gave more outside of football and just learning how to be a, a better man. And that's what I like most is when people take, especially older older males when they older than me, um, take the time to actually try to give advice and wisdom and trying to help you understand, like, because they've probably been through it already. And so, you know, when you hear his favorite thing, too, is like, what good is the message if he'll tell you that danger is coming? You know what I mean? Like, I like, I be liking things like that. And I still got a quote from him, too. He said, adversity, adversity, uh, adversity stays with the weak forever, but it's temporary for the strong, you know, but visits the strong. I'm sorry. Uh, and it's like, that one is a great one, too, because it's just like, it shows you, you know, everybody's going to go through adversity, but are you going to be mentally strong enough to just understand that adversity happens, keep it pushing, and don't use it as a crutch, don't use it as an excuse. And that's what, you know, I just learned from him, just keep going. All right, I mean, I had it in me already, but it's good to see other people who have the same type of mindset of being a dog, being a, a real mother, being a real, you know, that type of running back of understanding how to play the game. So he just tried to make sure everybody had that type of mentality. So I got to I mean, he's a big, you know, big part into a team. So I'm just going to try, if I can, to fill that role. Unless he offers you a lot of money. He <laughs> convinces Carolina to say, hey. Hey, that field, though. Ooh, shit. <laughs> Rob. Oh, my gosh. That field felt like this. Just put oh. baby turf over it. Oh, yeah, that was a rough day at the office for Detroit. Right? Yeah. I mean, that was mostly just because it was – I guess for some people, it was just cold. And it was like... But the field was absolute... Oh, the field was horrible. That field felt like I was on frozen ice. Like, I'm surprised. If we was to get in front of them, like, at least made the running backs actually have to stop their feet. Like, they didn't have to stop their feet not once in that game. They was really just... They're kind of used to it. I guess. But it was like, we weren't even in in the way... Yeah, yeah. Like, hit them. You know what I mean? Just yeah. hit them, let them stop their feet, but they never did. So, but that's when DC was like, well, 
Back the pads. I was like, oh, snap. What, what do you say? Oh, put the pads on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, was that a rough week of practice after that game? I mean, like, for me, I just don't like pads. Like, I'm just used to – I just hate pads during the week because I understand what we about to be doing. I don't want to be touched. Yeah, because you're simmering, like you said, yeah. in the week. I, mean, I promise you, I don't want to be touched during – during the week at all and just wait for the game. But I understand get through the like I understand going at full speed, but we ain't gotta touch each other for that. Let's just get this work done. Go through the plays, get ready for the game, go from there. But no, nah, all these little youngsters around. Let's put them all. Let's go. And they be having attitudes. I'm like, hey, let's just go and get this done. Like, yeah. Come on, get the mindset. Let's go out here. And then after practice, we feel all good because we, you know what I mean? We got after it today. And then it just gets you ready for the game. So it depends sometimes. Like for Green Bay, we didn't have to do all that because we had a lot of enough vets on the team to understand like when Sunday come, we get, we going to work. We don't we don't need that motive. We don't need all that. So when you're trying to zap you know, yeah. a franchise to life, yeah, that I, you I need get it. That. You need that joke. You need to be on people and let them know, like, yeah. let's get this going until we actually made it. Don't let these few wins, you know, take over your head like we in there already. And we did a great job just trying to stay level-headed. And it's just learning with experience yeah. of just with the little ones. But for me, I got to do more. I feel like I just got to do more, a little bit more communication and keep it at a steady level, consistent level every week to just for me to feel like more of a, more of a vet. A, a good vet, put it like that. A good vet. I think Connor had a question, right? Somebody did. Somebody oh did. yeah, yeah. Um, since I, I think I, I forget who brought up that game uh, against the Packers, but that post game interview that that was like one of the most entertaining ones that I've seen in like a long time. Obviously, like you start off like like real deep emotional stuff about the passenger of your loved one and how you're playing for him. Mm-hmm. And then you just like start cutting a promo about how people were like talking shit about the lions. Mm-hmm. T- just like take me through that moment. Uh, well, at the time it was just a lot happening. Uh, like for my, like for my family, I had both my great grandparents die. So my great grandmother died too, but she, she died before my great grandpa did. And I'm just blessed for them to now they, you know, they both rest in peace. They both together. And, you know, not one of them have to hurt just longing for each other. You know what I mean? So, um, like, when I lost her, it was a little hard just because we was about to start the season. And I was like, ah, I was into it too much. But once the season started, I'm good. I'm good. And then my great-grandpa passed probably, like, the Chicago game. And, like, somebody was asking me on the team, like, well, some like, one of the – People who work there, he was like, "You do you need to you want the team to know?" I'm like, "Nah, let's let's keep this quiet. I don't need everybody to be worried too much about what's happening to me. And let's you know, let's just play football. Let's finish the season strong." And so when I got the ball, you know, the game ball, all that is just like all my emotions just finally came, and I felt like now, like I had well, I had a lot of honestly, I had like four people. That's very important to me. Die in a probably in the past two years, pretty quick. But they was like really almost back to back. It was like back to back, and I just felt all of them like looking down on me, being proud of me, and 
Like as soon as I got the ball, I just I just started crying. And the first person I thought was my great grandfather, just because his his was just so recent, and it's just like it was just I just finally felt because I'm my biggest critic too, and so I just had a lot on my shoulders, and then I just felt like a lot of it just came off, and I just took it off and understood that they proud of me no matter what I do. It doesn't have to. I don't have to be great. You know, man, I could have a bad game and they still be proud of me. But this game was just so great for me and important to me that to have a great game and to get a the player to player the game ball too is just my first player to game ball, I think, in the Sunday night game. And it just all just flowed out at the time. So but then and then at the time after I got it all out and I, I paid my respect to stuff, I just I went back to because I didn't watch what nothing was happening. DC, the one that did this, he the one that made me like that because <laughs> we was in meetings that he was like before we left, he just played a whole like a little promo cut of just everybody just talking shit about it, saying, "Oh yeah, it's the Cinderella game for the Packers. They go, they go to go, they go bust their ticket into the playoffs." And I'm just like, Ugh. and it was only like. Two minutes, two and a half, but that was enough for me to just be like, all right, for sure. I already had it in me already. I was already simmering. Don't worry. I was simmering, but then he really made me simmer. I had to really simmer. And I already knew the first, like, when I went out for pregame, I already knew. I was going to put on heavy metal, everything. Because I remember last time I came out there, and we lost. And, like, Thursday night, and we lost. And I was just like, ugh. Like, it's still in my mouth. You know what I mean? Pause. And it was just, yeah, <laughs> and it was just too much that was happening. But this game just felt so right. Everything was happening right. Um, and I oh, credit for Deuce too, because Deuce showed me something, that I, and I started doing it in the in the the Bears game, and it really helped. And I really be thinking it wouldn't help, but it did. But it's really just slowing down even more. Hmm. Like I really slowed down and really brought the defenders to the line and like really slowing down because I really be feeling like when I see people like Aaron Jones and all these little little fast little fuckers <laughs> like, I'll be like damn I gotta speed up I gotta yeah. get it. you know what I mean maybe but, a little more Le'Veon Bell just yeah, kind of waiting. yeah and that works for me is really just sitting there waiting for them to make their move and then hitting the hole because the longer you sit there I've noticed like D linemen get real restless and then Cause they waiting for it real quick, and once they see it, they on there. But yeah. when you back there, and, you, and then they they barely looking like that, then you run through the arm tackles. That's why I feel like I was doing. In it's like a game of chicken game. almost, you know. It's, well, it's, it's, game make that, yeah. it's basically like you really playing mind games with the defense. Like you really just making them pick a hole and going to the other one. It just depends on what they doing. So, but. You mentioned yeah. Campbell's like the snippets he showed us, like clips in the media or other players. Yeah, no, nah, it was everything. Oh, it okay. was media. It was yeah, Aaron on there talking shit. Aaron Jones, my boy, he was like, "Oh yeah, we going to the playoffs." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like "Yeah, we didn't even talk that whole week. We did it." Because yeah, you guys are really close, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't talk that whole week. I was like, all right, it's that game, huh? All right, we get it. Yeah, but after the game, we was all good. But yeah, that's just the part of the game that I love the most is just being competitive, positive competition, and like, you know, get yourself ready for the game. After the game, it's all love. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I had to make sure they understand, like, we ain't gonna take that noise no more. That's all. 
Like y'all really thought they were gonna win it. And I'm glad I, I should have said some more stuff, but I, I didn't want to be disrespectful. I was gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> nah, <I'm just> like, <laughs> Oh, you were all lovey-dovey with the players out there. <laughs> like I had to let A Rod know I got a I got a little pouch in my in my uh, jersey now because of him. Did you did you uh did he tell you what he's gonna do with this season when you're out there on the field? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, no, no. I just gave him. I don't know what he's on, so I, I made sure that I made sure that I tell him, you know, I appreciate him, everything he taught me for just being in with the Green Bay Packers, and I appreciate just watching him as a professional and how he goes about his business, and, you know, because for me, I, I I had the question already, like, why are these players still here? Like, why are they, you know, year 10, Mason Crowder is still there, crazy, yeah. but you understand why. Like, you see him kick consistent and that's that's the, my favorite word to use in the league is as long as you're consistent you're more consistent than anything you're good because you could you're going to mess up once or twice but it's very rare you know what I mean so I just feel like when I watch them Clay Matthews too and just this is all of them I just love the environment that I was in to learn how to play football learn how to learn how to be a professional learn what type of situation we in what type of game this is like every game is important, but like just putting the emphasis on certain things, like if it's a rival, if it's a playoff game, if it's, yeah. you know, they need this game to get into playoffs or we need this game to clinch the playoff, uh, clinch the division or something. You know what I mean? It just depends. So, oh, is that, uh, that's the other series? Oh, that's, that's on the desk. Oh, I did that. Hold on. <laughs> My bad, y'all. The Amazon Siri went crazy. <laughs> Dang oh, it. Man. I forgot where I was at. But yeah, basically just, you know, being paying attention to the details is what they was good at. But at the same time, they were always having fun. So don't take it too serious without having fun with it. Because once you don't have fun with it no more, it's time to You're having it. fun in Detroit? Do, uh, oh, yeah. Well, let me, should, you should let everybody know what, what you do in the spring. You're going to stick around with the Lions. You have a certain dollar amount you're looking for. You're going to test the market. Me? What, what's going on? In, I can't say all that. That's not my job. <laughs> that's not my That's why I let the agent. That's right. That's why I let the, yo, the agent handle that. You made the rounds on Radio Row. I think I saw that. Like You, you expressed how much you like playing in Detroit yeah. and where you're at. Oh, yeah. That's all I can do is just express how much I like it, and we go from there. Me. You can't you can't question what my motives are already. And but then, you're a running back. You should definitely get every penny. That most you can definitely. Get. But I'm the difference between me is consistency. I'm gonna keep it consistent. I'm gonna play. That's the crazy part. And I'm not. You know, yeah. we're not gonna. Work. I'm not gonna try to get hurt at all. I'm. I feel like I'm very durable. And that's just the game that I play is learning how to play. Like I tell you, the last five games I played with a bro a whole broken hand. Like. Did you really? Yeah, right. This there. hand right here. Feel that right there. Yeah, that's uh, that's that was busted up. Yeah, that was broken. <laughs> and I and I was holding on to the ball and stiff arming people with this. I mean, that's something where a lot of running backs would just shut it down, exactly. right? Exactly. But my mindset already is I can't. This this is not going to be the reason why I won't play. You know what I mean? Because I could play through it. I know what to do. If I got to shoot it up, shoot it up. I don't even like needles, but. I was crying like a girl for the last four games. I was like, oh my God, come on, come on, do it. I was crying, bro. Cortisone, Toradol. Um, 
You don't even know. I don't care no more. As long as I can get through the up. game. Yeah. As long as I get through the game and it feels cool. Then, like, the last game, I was like, oh, yeah, I could, it feels great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, do this again. Yeah. Or is this not? Oh, yeah, it's, it's oh gone. That's, that knuckle's gone. Yeah, yeah. that knuckle is gone, which is hilarious. <laughs> Man. So, it's just football. All football players got fucked up fingers. Just know that for sure. My piggy never goes straight. I was going to say, like, what? This one's broke. That one is pretty busted up. Look at that. Yeah, this one was looking this way. What? What? What's that from on your right hand? Freaking piggy. Jordan Love, asshole, during a – he didn't mean to do it. This is just when he first got there. You know, when rookies first get there, they always doing the the, the extras. And we was just he was just throwing, like, routes on, routes on air. But he was singing those things. Like, you could hear it like you could hear the zzz. and I'm like I caught it and I was coming back and I looked at my finger and my thing was looking that way Jeez. and this one hacky sack was there I'm like oh. I'm like hacky sack come here bro come here and he was like what and I showed him he was like whoa he was like don't. he was more direct. he was more afraid of it than me that made me scared I'm like he like don't look at it don't look at it I'm like, who said that hacky sack oh Daniel Nathaniel oh <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett. You yeah. call him Hacky Sack. Okay. I call him Hacky Sack. So he was looking at you just terrified. Oh, he way. was more terrified than me. And he was like, Jordan. Oh was it like pointed out? Yeah, it was pointed 90 degree. And they put it right here. And I wish I could go a little further, but you know, that's whatever. What did they do? Did they just snap it? Yeah. And snap I, back? And then I went straight just to going back to practice. <laughs> and then I did that. So Jordan Love can swing it, you're telling me. Yeah, he's an ass. He broke my pinky. Well, when he's the starting quarterback this year and he earns himself a lot of money, maybe yeah, I'm about to play something. defense and sack his ass sometime. I'm gonna be like off like Goldberg off of Longest Yard. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. he was like, yeah, yeah, sack your ass. <laughs> so that pinky is all. I mean, that, yeah, maybe show up to the camera. You got to show oh, people. Look at that, that thing. Is ugly. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. That thing is ugly. Look. Ugh, it already. It still go this way. <laughs> <laughs> you so you're not you weren't trying to do that. It was like, no, it just it don't go, it don't go that way. See, that's all. This one at least get there. Well, this one is done. That's all. Oh my god, <laughs> Jamal, you're the man. Appreciate it. That was incredible. Thank you. I mean, we could probably do this for another three hours, but you got nah, things to do. He got things to do. No, nah, we can keep. I mean, it's up to you. But nah, yeah. I got Harry Potter to play. I'm not. I won't lie to you. I would love to do it, but I, I got to get on you the do. You do. I got to be the top Slytherin. I have no time to chance, you know? It's all about power. Power and ambition. <laughs> <laughs> I love Harry. It's so great. It's, it I wish, is good. It I is wish good. I could talk in that voice, but I have no English accent. I can't you should talk. maybe work a little Harry Potter into your introduction. I'm telling you, mine's is just, where is she? I'm going to be dead. Can't be trusted. <laughs> That's so many. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, a, man. I think it's gonna get coffin fit. That's all. I, that's all I got. That's all I can do. Hey, everybody, you're all awesome. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. I appreciate here. That. You guys are down awesome. in Arizona. Thank you for having me. Come back next year. Oh, well, you're a recurring guest now, so uh, so it's gonna happen again and again. The swag daddy will be back. The defender of God is always here. I'm already dead. Can we trust it?